Chapter 1 Apart from evaluating your documents, we will need an essay that will allow us to get to know you as a person. What are your special talents, Iris Len La Rioja? Please state your answer in 500 words or less. With one look, I can detect a specific kind of pervert. I've become a pervert detector. Not something I was proud of. I'm sure someone else in the world would find that talent useful. Maybe people in forensics and international law enforcement who actually needed to find the truly depraved and take them out of society. But I didn't have that kind of skill anyway. My accidental talent seemed to cover only the borderline harmless. The silver lining there was that it only took a moment to know that I didn't need a person in my life. Not you, not you, not your brother, not your perv dad. People thought they learned something new about me, but this mirror had two faces, and it showed me yours as much as it showed you mine. Relax, don't think of it that way, my therapist said. You're an attractive person. Attractive people get looked at. It's not always for the reason you think it is. It was hard to believe her, but eventually I almost kind of did. The reason I kept visiting Janine, the third therapist I saw after the incident, was because of her firm position that humanity was not doomed. People had a lot of good in them, and there was no sense hiding under a rock. For the most part, it helped. Helped me get through the day and accomplish the stupidly simple thing of going across the street to buy toothpaste. You know how messed up it can be when you start googling baking soda toothpaste recipe so you don't have to dress up, go out, and cross the street. I mean, I did that for a while and told myself it was because I was in a DIY phase, but yeah, I was afraid of going to the convenience store and everywhere else. Janine's support helped me through that. And while I'm truly over it and can buy groceries now, sometimes I feel eyes on me and I know. I know. Pervert. The incident was two years ago, and I'm fine now. Mostly. I said that when Janine and I last met, maybe four months ago. We had begun meeting less and less. Great, she'd said. Because you did nothing wrong, and you know what the next step is, right? What's that? I'd asked. Back to normal. A new normal, we'd both agreed. Certain things weren't ever coming back, and they shouldn't be coming back anyway. The unexpected silver lining of the incident was that it trimmed away so much of my life's successes, people especially, who weren't the best for me. And then suddenly, they were gone. Poof. <laughs> Those and a few things could stay gone. I knew what Janine meant, though. How do I know when I'm ready? I'd asked her. No one is. She'd said, no one is ever ready for life to completely change again. Ironically, I was the calm one, the day when the elevator stopped. Blue-eyed boy was not calm. Sure, he was trying to be, but when the elevator remained stalled between floors five and six for more than a few seconds, those eyes stopped looking up at the frozen display screen and then landed on me. Does this happen a lot? He asked. And he sounded Filipino, which surprised me a little. I mean, blue eyes. I saw him in the building a few times, and I knew we both lived on the ninth floor. Then it occurred to me that I'd never heard him. I'd always assumed that if I did, he'd have some kind of American accent. West Coast. I had no evidence to support that, apparently. He could have been from anywhere, because handsome guys with dark hair and blue eyes could have come from anywhere. He could have grown up anywhere, too. And it sounded like he grew up right here. 
two years of silently asking people not to judge me, and I hadn't turned it around and fixed that setting in myself. Good job, Iris. No, I said, and I was surprised that my reaction was to try and be comforting. It was just the two of us in there. Maybe it reminded me of my therapy sessions. Maybe I was done with being the person who needed help. I mean, I've been living here definitely over a year, and it's never happened. They did announce that they were doing tests of the electrical system for something. They did? Blue-eyed boy's voice was nice, but this probably wasn't his normal one. It was straining to sound casual. He didn't realize this, but the vulnerability was cute, also the attempt to hide it. Shit, I... Never read the memos. The lights above us flickered, and flickered again, and then stayed on. I laughed. Okay, that might be it. He looked up at the display, which said, Five, but we still weren't moving. I should have been nervous, but I wasn't. Looking back now, maybe I should have been, because we could have been stuck there for hours. The power could have gone out for longer and for worse reasons, but maybe I too was trying to stay calm and collected for the sake of blue eyes. Should we hit the emergency thing? He said. He was looking at the yellow round button with the bell on it, not me. And then he just did it anyway. We paused. And nothing. Hmm. It was 11 p.m., and by this time the security staff were down to the night shift crew, and I assumed... There wouldn't be as many people around, but there would definitely be someone at the lobby. I had my work bag with me, though, and pulled out a notepad and pen. Hello. Help, please. 9M here, I wrote, running through the letters several times to make the writing darker, and then I held up a little sign against a security camera that I knew was on the upper right corner. Oh, uh, nice, Blue Eyes said. Someone should be watching the monitors, at least, I added even if they don't hear the alarm or whatever it is that button does. The speaker on the panel beside us buzzed to life. Hello, thank you for alerting us. There is a talk button on this panel. Please press it once so we can hear you. Hi, I said, doing just that. Can you hear me? Is this Gordon? Yes, ma'am, we're sorry about this. They began to test the electrical system and it affected elevator four, but we should have made sure all elevators were empty. We're switching back on now and you'll be on your way in two minutes. Is anyone else there with you, ma'am? 9J, Blue Eyes said. We're sorry, please stand by. Thank you very much, I said. We both backed away from the speaker and had nowhere else to go. It was hard not to look at each other, though, because all four walls of the elevator were reflective surfaces. If I looked one way, I would see his eyes, the nice shape of his lips, the sweep of his hair up and to the left, revealing a worried forehead. The other wall reflected an image of his broad back, straight and rigid, because he was looking up, waiting for the display to change. A little lower down that wall, and I could check out how his butt curved in his jeans, and no, 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 don't go there, Iris. I kept my eyes straight ahead, and instead just saw myself. Two minutes, he said. God, it feels longer. Do enclosed spaces bother you? Did you just talk to him like you were a therapist? No, don't do that either, Iris. I never thought about it before, he said, but maybe, and... And that was cool that you had pen and paper with you because I don't have anything. I have too many things in my bag. At least some things are useful. 
I don't even have a phone, he said. Isn't that stupid? I stopped bringing one around now. I'm so used to it. Then this happens and I have nothing to use to call for help. Oh, <laughs> that would make someone worried in this situation. But that was a strange thing to admit in this day and age. No phone? Off the grid? Was he trying to be old school or hipster or something? Don't judge, I reminded myself, because maybe he was hiding. I understood that. Well, I said, they monitor all the elevators. They would have gotten us out, even if we didn't ask. He was deep in thought, and when I said that, he looked at me, like he'd come back from a faraway place. Well, uh, of course, I should know that. I chose this building because the security and shit is just... I don't know. It feels stupid now, to not have any way to contact people. I shrugged. It goes both ways, I guess. If you can reach out, then you can be reached too. Yeah, he said. Maybe I should stop worrying about that. The display changed, and finally became six, then seven. And then, the doors opened on the ninth floor, home. And we stepped on solid ground at nearly the same time. Oh my god, I said, finally letting some emotion out. I'm glad that wasn't so bad. Thank you, yeah, for the sign and talking to the guards. I smiled. No problem. Good night, 9J. Blue eyes blinked and then smiled back at me. Right. <laughs> Good night and thank you, 9M. We took off in different directions. I may have been smiling as I let myself into apartment 9M of Tower 3 at the NV Park complex. I couldn't be sure. It might have been the first time in a long time that I did that. The other thing? He looked at me. And it was normal. It felt like it. Maybe this new normal could work out after all.